Welcome to another episode of All About the Star. I am your host, Dave Sturchio, right here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. I am recording live in Matawan, New Jersey, from the Flipping Made Easy studio. And it is a good week to be a Cowboys fan. Because why? Because we are 9-4 and four and in cruise control and firm, firm, firm condition to take out the NFC East as a whole. We're about to lock down the NFC East title within the next two weeks at the very most, I want to say. They actually have a chance to lock it down this week in particular. Uh, and I'll go over those situations and, and, and different ways they can do that. But look... You know, it, I don't know if it had to be as stressful as it was uh, with the with the Washington football team game. I'm not sure if, you know, all that stress was necessary, right? I mean, look, we get off to a hot start. We start scoring points, um, mostly led by the defense. Now, I will get into the defense in a second, but I got to start with QB1, right? Number four in your programs, Dak Prescott. Now, what are we going to talk about as far as Dak Prescott is concerned? That's literally the word, concern. Um, He has not been the same. He has not been the same guy uh, in in a very long time, and um, it's been since the calf injury. A lot of people are asking, is it the ankle? Like, no, we we saw him ripping that ball and and really lacing it in there uh, post-ankle in the beginning of this season. He was fine. He was was doing his thing. He was was lacing them in tight, tight windows. Dak Prescott was on pace to becoming what we all know he can be. Then the calf injury happens in New England on literally the last play of the game in which we lost them for the following week um, against the Minnesota Vikings. Well, actually, after the bye. We, so we lost him for two weeks, um, you know, practice-wise and whatnot. And I don't know if he's right. I don't know if he's okay. He'll tell you he's fine. He'll tell you he's working through it. He'll tell you all these positive things that are supposed to put the Cowboys fans and Cowboys Nation under some kind of ease. Uh, but... Clearly, that's not the case. Um, We're in a situation right now where we're not getting the best version of Dak Prescott. And when I say best version of Dak Prescott, he's making some piss-poor decisions. He's throwing the ball literally into the gut of of a Washington football team linebacker last week for a pick six. He made that game stressful. He made that game a lot closer than what it said on the scoreboard. You know, we win the game 27-20, but we ran away with that game. We ran away with that game. And once again, the Dallas Cowboys had a hard time putting the game away. And for that, it makes us worry. It makes you, you know, hesitant to think of the expectations of this team. Will this team go as Dak goes? And I don't know if that's the case anymore. I used to put a lot on Dak's plate. I used to put a lot on his shoulders where I said, this team will go as far as Dak Prescott takes them. But things have changed. Things have definitely changed in the realm of of the world of Cowboys Nation. We have already assumed that defense was going to be leaps and bounds better than last year, just on paper alone and and hype alone and Dan Quinn alone, right? Last year's defense was historically bad, and we were all wondering how can they make improvements, and they did so on draft day in May when they took a man named Micah Parsons, okay? This guy, and I've said this time and time again, he is living up to the billing, he is living up to all expectations, and he's exceeding them astronomically, okay? He goes... As the defense goes, the defense is playing better around him. Okay. Trayvon Diggs is able to do what he has done this year, and that's nine interceptions in 13 games. He has been able to do that because of the ability to cover for less time because Micah Parsons is in the face of every single quarterback. Okay. It is 
unbelievable to see the speed, the motor of this kid. He just there is no stop. There is no there is no slow down. It was just go, go, go. And it's been something that I've really been really impressed with. A lot of people got on my case when I was uh, I was down the shore last year went to the outlets right and they have all these t-shirt jerseys and i saw micah parsons jersey and i said you know what i kind of like this i want this so i bought it right and a lot of people are like i can't believe you bought the rookies jersey dave that that's not the way to do it i'm not talking about jersey i'm like a jersey you know like a t-shirt jersey uh i bought one of those and people are like i can't believe the guy hasn't taken a snap blah 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 and i, I just something about this kid I think it might have been even been his interview that he gave, um, you know, on draft night. You know, let's just get after it. You know, let's let's do this. He has changed the dynamic. He has changed the personality. He has changed the makeup of this defense, and he's made everybody on that defensive line better. He's made the linebacking core better, minus Leighton Van Der Esch, which I won't go into that because all of a sudden, you know, we went from Jalen Smith to Jalen Smith adjacent, and like Leighton Van Der Esch, yes, he had a decent game last game, but for the most part. Leighton's been a liability, and we all know that we declined his uh, his option. So Leighton Van Der Esch more than likely will not be on this team next year, and I'm, I'm definitely okay with that. I am okay with that. I wish him best. Uh, I wish that he would step his game up for the rest of this year, uh, make us better uh, this year. But again, he just doesn't have the makeup to uh, to lead. Unfortunately, he's you know his counterpart Jalen Smith is not even on an NFL squad right now. You know the, what, what's that go to show you that the drafting ability of some of these other guys before Dan Quinn, the Dan Quinn thumbprint is officially on this defense. And if you weren't drafted or signed by Dan Quinn, you have an issue. Okay. And I'm not talking about Demarcus Lawrence because he's been here forever. Right. So he, he's kind of grandfathered in even a guy like Anthony Brown from time to time. You're like, Oh my God, you're like, how do we put up with this crap? You know? And he's, he's still there and he's a Dan Quinn. He's not a Dan Quinn guy, you know? So Everybody that's been drafted, I know Trayvon Diggs was taken last year. Uh, he's not a Dan Quinn guy, but obviously he's played better under Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn has changed this whole dynamic around. And that, the defense in itself, got us that win over the Washington football team. Okay, that there was no, there was nothing on the offensive side of the ball that made me believe that we were going to take control of the game. Like, Dak Prescott's decision-making was very bad. I will say that there was a little bit more burst in Zeke's step. He had to step it up. Tony Pollard was out this last week. They signed Edo Smith. He did nothing. They brought up uh, Hardy. He did nothing. He had one carry. Couple carries to Corey Clement, and and that was it. You know what I mean? Like, Zeke carried the load, but there was times where Zeke would hobble off the field. So, unfortunately, with the four-week stretch left, and now the division title is literally in our grasp, and the ability to possibly move up in the ranks, and I know these Cowboys don't want to finish fourth, right? They don't want that four seed. They want something better and bigger because the opponent gets a little easier. You know, and I'm not saying easier. Anybody who fights and claws and scratches to get into the playoffs is obviously worth it and, and you're worth being there, but you don't want to face the Rams right now. Like, the Rams looked amazing on Monday night. They beat the big-time Cardinals, right? And I've been saying that the Cardinals were going to fall from grace for a while, and it just hasn't happened yet, you know. And then finally, you know, Kyler Murray does his boohoo act when he gets a uh, when he gets flustered. He gets very, you know, he gets bitchy and whiny. That's just the way it is, and that's that's the way it is with a lot of these quarterbacks. A lot of the younger generational quarterbacks, and I've been saying this for a long time. Between him, Lamar Jackson, even Patrick Mahomes, even like Baker Mayfield, when these guys get rattled and they get into uh, non-opportunistic situations, they get very boohoo. They don't they don't like to be on camera. They just they just pouting. It's a very Cam Newton thing. I think Cam Newton kind of started this which by the way stinks a quarterback but he's just no good anymore um and i'm sorry for that career to to kind of end not so gracefully but he's done in the nfl and i don't care what the panthers thought they had and what he thought he was when he when he claimed that he was back 
now he's back on the bench. So I digress with that one. Um, but the game in particular with the Washington football team, the, the offense did what they could, right? The Washington defense has been coming on, right? They were touted going into the year as this big, bad defense with a defensive front that's going to just cause all sorts of havoc. And, and for the most part, they did. You know, they, they've come on in the last couple of weeks and they lost a guy like Chase Young and they didn't have Montez Sweat. But all of a sudden, you got guys that are rushing the quarterback that you never heard of before. You know, it, it was it was kind of kind of crazy, right? And that goes to show you that the offensive line, the shuffling that we've done on the offensive line, has not worked. You got to put your best five out there, okay? We talked about this. I talked about this with my two co-hosts uh, on the Two Minute Warning podcast, which you can find on the Blogging the Boys podcast network with me, Aiden Davis, and Tony Catalina. We said, get your best five on the field and stop with this shuffling stuff. Just stop. Knock it off. Like, it's, it's unnecessary. You don't need to do that. Get your best five big boys on that line and get some continuity going. They still continued to bring in Connor Williams at fullback and all these other weird things that they did. Bro, I saw Connor Williams in motion this past weekend. All right? So I'm like, wait, hold, hold on here. Like, well, what are we doing here? Because these guys have never done this before. Yeah, they do it in practice. But, like, come on. You know, we, we don't – now is not the time for experiments. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway – the Cowboys get it done, and it's because of Micah Parsons. It's because of Randy Gregory, the return of him, the return of uh, you know on-the-field performance by Dorrance Armstrong, his on-field performance by Demarcus Lawrence. Guys like that, Neville Gallimore returned to the lineup. Everybody got something in this game, and that's why, that's why the Dallas Cowboys were able to get to 9-4 and four and put themselves in a three-game lead with four games to go in the NFL season. So what's that say? That says that Barring an epic collapse, barring any kind of freakish thing where the Dallas Cowboys lose out, they have four more games on the schedule. If they lose out, they have a potential to lose the NFC East. If they win one game, it's over, okay? They have to beat the Giants this week, and the Giants are coming up on the schedule, and that's never an easy game. I don't care what the spread tells you. The Giants are on the schedule, and um, as long as the Eagles lose to the Washington football team. No, correction. As long as the Eagles win. If the Eagles beat the Washington football team, Apparently, that that seals the deal, and I think that can go down this week. So, we'll get more into the Giants. We'll get more into the playoff aspirations. We'll get more into the big picture after we take a break right here on All About the Star, right here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for subscribing. Thank you guys for your reviews and all that good stuff. I really appreciate it. It goes a long way. We'll finish this bad boy up when we come back. What's going on, guys? This is Sturch, and I got a question for you. Have you ever dreamt about flipping a house or buying an investment property? I know I have. There's a reason why house flipping is out of reach for most people, and that's because of a lack of information. Flipping Made Easy is for people like you who feel drawn to the world of house flipping, but they don't have a clue as to where to start. Check out FlippingMadeEasy.com. Here, you'll find comprehensive and easy-to-understand information about every stage of the house flipping process. You'll receive access to millions of houses ripe with flipping potential. Hundreds of expert guidance explained through research articles and easy-to-understand video content. And thousands of vendors for all of your house flipping needs. Subscribe to FlippingMadeEasy.com and become part of the flipping community. Right now, if you use the promo code CHOP, you'll receive a free t-shirt and a 30-day, that's right, 30-day money-back guarantee. That's FlippingMadeEasy.com. What's up, everybody? This is Dave Sturchio, co-owner of Chop Sports and, of course, the Chop Sports Podcast Network. And I'm here to remind you that each and every day, Monday through Friday at 11 o'clock Eastern, we're going live. That's right. It's the Chop Sports Daily live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. 
at around 12.30, this becomes a podcast in which you can stream it on your favorite platforms, such as iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Each and every day, myself and Gooch go over the previous night's sports, a couple games to look forward to, and of course, we always spark a really great conversation. You can join the conversation by watching us on YouTube Live or download the podcast when that becomes available. That's every day. Check out the Chop Sports Daily. All right, welcome back to All About the Star right here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Dave Sturchio, and we're returning and recording live from the Flipping Made Easy studio in Matawan, New Jersey. That's right, I'm a Jersey boy. We are Cowboys fans out here. Sometimes I feel like the New Jersey Cowboys fans are a little bit more passionate than the people out there in Texas. I'm going I'm to call you out right now, okay? There's been plenty of times that I've been out in Texas and I've went to games, and it's just the energy in, in AT&T Stadium is not the same energy that we bring here in New Jersey. Call it a New Jersey thing, call it a tri-state area thing. I don't know what you can call it, but call it passion because I've been, I lose my mind out there. I believe it was, what year was it? I went out there, 2011, I went out there for the uh, JPP blocked field goal game, right? I had like field level seats and that's because I had a girlfriend at the time who decided uh, I don't want to go and I was like, okay, cool, I'm still going. That's the cowboy fan of me. I was like, I don't care, stay home. I'm going by myself. So I took two tickets, combined them into one, got great seats, right? So- that's the rest is history but at the time i go to that game they block the field goal and I, like the people around me are seeing me melt down in my seat and they're like well get them next time well you know we did well we we, we really played a good game and i'm like what are you people talking about like i'm just i'm losing my mind almost in tears in at&t stadium because of a blocked field goal and again maybe that's just me maybe i'm just a freak i don't know it's just it's the way i am but speaking of those JPP Giants, that's where we're at in the season. Now, we've faced the Giants already before. We beat the brakes off them, okay? Because that was you know pre-buy Dak Prescott. The defense was playing well. We rocked Daniel Jones to the point where he was out on his feet. It was, it was just an overall beatdown, and we took care of business, right? Since then, the New York Giants have gotten worse, and we've gotten better on defense and kind of stalled out on offense. So how do I feel like this game's going to play out? Now, this game's in New Jersey, right? I'm more than likely going to be in attendance. I've talked to my boy Greg, and I've talked to my boy Ugo, who was on this podcast a couple weeks ago. We're probably going to tailgate, and I'm going to meet up with all my New Jersey Cowboy fan friends, and we're going to take over MetLife Stadium because that's exactly what we do. And in a season like this where the Cowboys are 9-4 and and the Giants are 4-9, and I have reason to believe that this might be a 80%, 20% kind of game where the Cowboys fans take over and it's going to make the the Maras and the, and the Tishes of the world just, just sick to their stomach that we did what we did as far as take over crowd wise. Now, how's the game going to play out? We saw what they did against the Chargers, which was a whole lot of nothing, right? It was Mike Lennon. He stunk it up. Uh, Saquon Barkley got off to, you know, decent start here and there, had a couple decent runs. Their defense is just, uh, just battered with injuries. And they're not good. And there was a 65-yard in the air touchdown from, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, what's his name, Herbert to, to Guyton that just it felt like it was never going to land, right? So there was just so many good things for the Chargers in this blowout win. And there was almost a backdoor cover if you're a gambling person. Um, there was almost a backdoor cover with the Giants uh, trying to recover an onside kick, blah, blah, blah. Rest is history. The Giants are 4-9. and nine. 
Now, the Giants are coming into this game. The season is lost, right? I mean, look, they fired Jason Garrett a couple weeks ago. Why? I have no idea. Uh, obviously, he's not the problem. It was a scapegoat issue where they didn't want to talk about or come to realization that Daniel Jones sucks. All right, they didn't want to come to the realization that their head coach, Joe Judge, is abysmal and he's no good and he's he's trying to be a carbon copy of Bill Belichick with the hoodie and everything. He's just not good okay he is not a good coach and if you're a Giants fan you got to be wondering what's next because Dave Gettleman the guy who drafted Saquon Barkley the guy who drafted Daniel Jones the guy who decided to draft Kadarius Tony in the first round instead of a Micah Parsons or somebody better on defense to help their offensive line I don't know something different they drafted a sixth receiver because they're loaded at receiver with the signing of Kenny Galladay right and this isn't like an anti-bashing Giants podcast but they've screwed this up royally they've screwed this up so bad that it's making everybody else around them better okay because the Dallas Cowboys can come in here and get right this is the game that you can get right. You have not been able to get it right against New Orleans. You weren't able to do that. You weren't able to get right against the uh, the Washington football team offensively. You just it didn't happen, right? This is the chance to do it, okay? Because Dak Prescott is, is healthy to a certain extent where people still think he's off, but I think that if he has the time, sits back in the pocket, and is able to play with the three receivers that he has on the field healthy, this team is unbeatable. It is unbeatable. And when I tell you this, people have said, if the Dallas Cowboys play up to their potential, right, you're looking at this offense, Zeke, Dak, Cooper, Lamb, Gallup, uh, Schultz, the offensive line is intact. You know, the Tyron Smith is in question. But, like, this this uh, this unit, if you play up to their potential, they can win games. They can win football games deep into the season, okay? Deep into the season. I'm talking January and beyond, Okay. I'm not overlooking the Giants. And now I know you're probably thinking, well, Dave, you just spent 10 minutes bashing the Giants and everything about the Giants. How come they can't win? The spread is ridiculous. It was like 12, I think, to start. The money's going to come in on the Giants because of how Dallas has been able to play these other games. And they're all tighter, right? The spread was six and a half. They won by seven, right? This spread is 12. I can can easily see a 10-point win from Dallas. You know what I mean? How does Vegas have this Dallas team almost two touchdown favorites over the New York Giants. And the reason why is because they see the potential. If this offense gets clicking, there's nobody in the league that can run with them. Nobody. I'm, t- I'm being dead-ass serious. And usually I'm, I'm not as optimistic about the Cowboys, but boy, oh boy, like if these guys got rolling, they would roll, okay? And that leads me into the rest of the year and how this might play out. Now, the, the, the Dallas Cowboys right now are going into the week 15 as the four seed, nine and four, about to lock down the NFC East. Great. The worst they can finish is fourth, right? And the worst they can finish uh, is a home game in wildcard weekend against A, the Rams, B, the Cardinals, C, a stretch of the 49ers, maybe. But that's really it, right? In order for them to move up, they have to win some games and teams have to trip up. So this week in particular, the Green Bay Packers, who have just you know handled business against the Bears on Sunday night, have another hobbled Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is clearly not right. He's kind of sort of like Dak Prescott in the regard of he'll keep playing because he's, it's, it's who he is, but he's hurt, right? He's hurting. You know he's hurting. Aaron Rodgers obviously is is better, you know, pound for pound, throw of the football. Everything he does is better than Dak Prescott. And, you know, just that's not bashing Dak. I'm just, you know, Rodgers to me is one of the greatest to ever do it. So that's that's clear. Um, but Rodgers is hobbled as they go into Baltimore, who's also hobbled with Lamar Jackson. This is a chance for them to trip up once, possibly, right? Then the following week, the Packers play the Browns. Those guys are hungry for a playoff spot. Can the Packers trip up there? Possibly. 
right? They end the season with, I believe, I don't even know. Is it Minnesota in Minnesota and then at Detroit or, or home against Detroit? So they're going to get the two wins there. So the trip up could happen within the next two weeks for the Packers. Just trip up once. Same thing with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now, I know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat us head to head in the opening night, but if the Tampa Bay Bucks slip up once, and it has to happen this week, okay, because they're at New Orleans, and that's really the only time I can see these guys losing the rest of the year. Uh, so it, ha- it would have to happen this week. And then the Dallas Cowboys would have to not only beat the Giants, but go out and beat the Washington football team at home and then stay home and beat the Cardinals and then go on the road and beat Philly, win out. The Dallas Cowboys have to finish 13-4 and four for them to even sniff the number one seed. Now, I don't want to get ahead of myself, which I clearly already did, but it's possible. And I said that on plenty of podcasts. I said, don't rule out the possibility that if they get the first couple wins in December, that you can talk about this. I'm not saying it's a foregone conclusion. I'm not saying that they're going to even beat the Giants, okay? But I'm just telling you, they know on their schedule, they have to control what they can control. They keep saying that, right? They always they always say stuff like that. Whether it be player speak, coach speak, whatever, control the things you can't control. What you can't control is winning the next four games, and steamrolling into the playoffs at 13 and 4. If 13 and 4 is the 4 seed, then this NFC is more stacked than I thought. You know, because that's that's incredibly insane. Okay? Because right now what you're seeing is you're seeing the Cardinals slip up once. We got them on the schedule, so at the very least they can finish 13 and 4. Then obviously you have two teams with three losses. Could they finish 14 and 3? It's possible. Like look at that NFC. That is absolutely loaded. But I will say this. And I'm saying this today, It is as I record this, it is December the 14th, 2021. If the Dallas Cowboys go in there as the red-hot four seed, meaning nothing else goes their way as far as the stuff they can't control, and they go in and they play a, a, a Rams or a Cardinals or a 49ers team in the first round, and they take care of business, chances are if it goes to truck and it goes to the way it plays out, the Dallas Cowboys will go to Lambeau, okay? The Dallas Cowboys will go to Lambeau if Lambeau is the one seed. So if that's the case... I'm telling you right now, it's poetic. The Packers fired Mike McCarthy right before the holidays, okay? After all the years and the Super Bowl that he delivered them, they fired his ass quicker than I, I can't even. I, it, it was a, absurd. Now, Packers fans will tell you it was long overdue, just like when uh, Jason Garrett was fired for the Cowboys, long overdue. We were calling for it. I, you know, My business partner, Chris Gucci, who does the Packers Pulse podcast, was calling for McCarthy's head for a decade, right? So he finally got his wish. They fired him, right? Mike McCarthy doesn't forget that. You know, Mike McCarthy doesn't forget that. And I'm telling you right now, Dak Prescott, if he gets right in the next couple weeks, I like him on the road. I like this offense on the road. I like this defense on the road. Don't give me a perfect scenario where Aaron Rodgers comes into AT&T again. I'm not doing that all over again. We've done that how many times? The guy won a Super Bowl in our stadium. I'm not doing this again. Give me the 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 elements of the weather. That that even the playing field. So if the Packers are a better team than you, if if people actually believe that, then this evens the playing field. If it's a really cold day or it snows or whatever, and we can avenge the 2014 bullshit with the Des no catch catch because we all know we caught it. Right, we all know Cowboys Nation always caught. He caught it. Packers will say, "Well, that's the rule book," you know, like whatever. Doesn't matter. The Cowboys could potentially get where they got to go by going through Green Bay. And if things slip up and trip up, there's a potential NFC title game in Dallas. I know it sounds ridiculous because obviously Brady will probably run through the NFC as well. But if he doesn't, if somebody picks him off, we've seen crazier things. Don't tell me you haven't seen crazier things. The Dallas Cowboys have a nice path. 
Okay, and, I, and people say, "Oh, it's a difficult path." I don't, I don't, I don't see it that way. And this is bearing them getting hot right now and literally winning six straight games, which would mean the Saints, the Washington Football Team, and their final four. That's six straight wins going into the playoffs. How much hotter do you want this team to be? There's been times where you would think on a Cowboys Twitter that we lost the damn game on Sunday, right? And don't get me wrong. If you follow me on game day, you probably think I'm bipolar, 100%, right? Because there's there I ride high and then I get low, low, right? And I, that's just who I am. And that's, that's the passion that I bring to the table. But I will say this, you know, if the Cowboys win six straight games going into the playoffs, they're a problem. That means Dak got right. That means this offense got right. Because the defense, as much as I love what they're doing, I don't know if they can propel them to win the next four games by themselves. Dak Prescott, I was talking to Kyle Kerms, who's a, you know, he's kylekerms.com. He's the handicapper over at Chop Sports. You know, it, I was talking to him and he said, if Dak played halfway decent against the Washington football team, we win that game by 30. But he played piss poor. You know what I mean? So if he brings his A game, it's potential. There's potential here. Okay? So we'll ride on that. We'll ride on potential because I think that's that's the recipe right now. And the expectations have been set high. And once we win the NFC East, which will happen within the next two weeks, we'll be able to go into Christmas, kind of relax, take what we get, take what happens. You know what I mean? Like, yes, we all want the one seed. It all, of course we do. But we also want health. You know, the the NFL all of a sudden has a COVID problem once again. And then you can blame the variants or whatever the hell else you want to blame. But there's a COVID problem happening right now in which the Dallas Cowboys have a lot of guys that have already tested positive that you can't even touch for 90 days, according to the rule, which is, again, the dumbest rule I've ever heard, but that's the rule. Those guys will never be touched. So, again, it's interesting. The healthiest team at the end of the day will survive this gauntlet. The NFC is loaded. There's so many teams in the NFC that can take this thing. Absolutely. From from the Packers to Tampa Bay to the Cardinals getting hot again to the Rams doing what they did on Monday night to the Dallas Cowboys. NFC is loaded, and it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. So, prediction time for the Dallas Cowboys and New York Giants. So, obviously, the Cowboys are coming in heavy favorites. A lot of the Giants fans have thrown in the towel. Based off the ticket prices, they have seriously thrown in the towel. I'm seeing good seats for low prices. So, obviously, the Giants fans want to rather, you know, stay in the homes and be warm instead of sitting out there in the cold and listening to my loud mouth ass right in their face because that's usually what I do. And I don't throw fists. I'm not a Mr. I'm 36 at this point now. Like, talk to me at 21. I'll probably, you know, I've been kicked out of a couple bars, you know, and so is my father. So I don't want to hear, like, the apple doesn't fall that far, okay? And and that's, again, he did a lot of stuff pre-me, right? So I got kids now. I got to maintain an image. I own a business. The last thing I want to do is get locked up, right? So I'm not going to put my hands on anybody. But, you know, push comes to shove. I knock somebody out. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Um, but give me the Cowboys in this game because, like I said, this is the get right game for them. I firmly believe that the spread is ridiculous. It does dictate how I might feel about this game. Um, give me a 30 point outburst by the Cowboys, and I say outburst because considering the fact that they scored 27 and none of like you felt like none of it was on offense last week. Give me the Cowboys to win this game, 33, 14. 33-14, the Cowboys take care of business, run away with it. We walk home and walk out of there happy. Potentially the NFC East champions. That all depends on everything else. As I said, you know, we got to keep our eye on the Philadelphia and Washington game. But 
a lot can change in the next couple, you know, couple days. So keep your eye on the pulse or keep your finger on the pulse of Cowboys Nation. Follow me on Twitter at Dave Sturgio. I usually do some, you know, some some outlandish takes sometimes. And it's not for clicks or anything like that. I'm not that guy. It's strongly what I believe. I believe in this team and I believe in the potential for them to do good things, right? So let's go, Cowboys. Let's get this done. Let's get this win in New Jersey, my home state. And then let's get back to Dallas for the Washington football team Sunday night football game when we're already declared the NFC East champions. Thank you guys for listening to these podcasts. I really appreciate you guys. Spread the word. If you like what you hear, if you don't like what you hear, whatever, just tell me. Interact with me on Twitter. React to this podcast in particular. And of course, I'll interact back with you because that's the, that's what the name of the game is, man. I love interacting with Cowboys Nation on Twitter. Uh, even if you hate my takes, I'm totally okay with it. I will always defend my boys to the day I die. So I'll talk to you guys next week.